Welcome, team. This is Connor Beaton here, the Man Talk Show. Happy Thursday. I hope you're all doing well, friends. I'm excited for this episode. I get this question a lot. This listener wrote in and uh, asked me this question. And so uh, this is just a really, really good one. So this this is a message uh, to the men. Why you, I'm going to explain why you generally tend to wait until shit is really bad to fix things <laughs> and why we as men tend to wait until it's almost too late uh, to take action in our life. Uh, so really to summarize, why do we wait until rock bottom in order to make things better? I get this question a lot, so I thought I would address it head on. So here's the question. 10 months after our biggest crisis in the 22 years of marriage, my husband is finally doing everything I had been asking for for the past 10 years. Why now? Why after so much pain? Why after infidelity? Why after being so close to divorce? Why after separating? Is he finally stepping into this power? Why did he take so long? And after almost burning everything to the ground and almost losing everything, I feel like I'm at my end. Why doing it partially for me after what he did to me. I don't understand why the pain. Okay. So here we go. Uh, This is what I get all the time. I have a lot of people reaching out asking me this very same question. I get women reaching out saying, why do men do this? And I get men reaching out saying, why can't I stop doing this? Why do I continue to uh, self-destruct? And, and not seek help, not get support until the very last moment. There's a few reasons for this. And, you know, one of, I'm uh, in the process of, of writing a book and I've actually, I have a big section or a small section, I guess you could say on this exact thing, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit here and give a bit of a different context. So there's a few reasons why we do this. First and foremost, we as men have grown up in a culture that has taught us that there is strength in suppression. There's strength in suppression. And very masculine women do this as well. It's, a, it's, it's part of the shadow of the masculine. It's part of the shadow of masculinity in, in our culture. The idea that if you can just suppress things enough, if you can just stuff them down, avoid them, reject them, and not feel anything about them, that you will be a stronger man for it. Now, I have many theories about where this has come from. I think a large portion of it has come out of World War II, uh, and I have many reasons for that, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But I think a lot of that came out of World War II where sayings like stuff it up or you know, stuff it down or man up, all of those sayings generally came from the World War II era um, where men were experiencing intense amounts of trauma. Uh, you know, for example, I'll just give you one example. So suck it up is, I believe, either from World War I or World War II. I cannot recall which one it's from. But that saying started happening because the pilots would pull Gs. They would pull so many Gs and they weren't used to it. And they would, it would cause them to throw up into their air mask. And in order to breathe, they would have to, and this is disgusting, they would have to swallow their own vomit in order to continue breathing. And that's what it meant to suck it up. You had to suck up your own vomit in order to continue breathing, in order to survive. So these are the types of narratives that we have told men for generations, right? Suck it up, be a man, right? Basically just get over it, do what you need to do in order to not die. 
Um, but unfortunately, in our culture, a lot of that doesn't necessarily work. So we are we are strength training men in an incoherent, unproductive manner. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We are strength training men in an incoherent, unproductive manner that teaches men that in order to gain strength emotionally, mentally, psychologically, that they need to suppress. And it's not a functional functional uh, means or modality or method of dealing with the problems, stress, worries, uh, pain, sadness, anger in our life. It's not functional. Because eventually what happens is that we suppress, 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 suppress. And a few things will unfold from that. One, generally shame will start to really rear its head. It'll bubble up to the surface. And a man will start to experience a really shameful inner dialogue. So a lot of his uh, a lot of his inner criticism will become quite harsh, quite abusive. And he won't want to show that, right? He won't want to tell other people, like, I'm abusing myself mentally and emotionally or psychologically. So he will continue to basically degrade and demoralize and shame himself internally and then have to stuff that down as well. So he'll have a lot of self-hatred that will start to bubble up to the surface. Next, what will transpire is that generally he will experience uh, a belief that he cannot escape this, right? He will, he will believe that this is what he deserves because over time, shame and self-deprecation start to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we start to believe that this is what we deserve, right? This is the this is like the shame karma, right? We, we start to believe that we, this, you know, we attract what we believe we deserve. And because we've been taught this, this modality, this ideology, that, that there is strength in suppression, a man thinks eventually that to get out of this, he just needs to double down on it. He needs to hide more, lie more, stuff it down more, not deal with it, avoid it more. And it creates more and more and more and more problems in his life. And it starts to rapidly grow in this exponential way. And this is what I experienced in my own life right? I was going down this path. I had, I was lying behind the scenes. I was cheating behind the scenes. I was unfaithful. This is, this is about a decade ago before I started Man Talks, but it's the reason why I started Man Talks. Because I was going on this path where everything looked great on the outside of my life, but behind the scenes, I was suppressing a tremendous amount. I was hiding uh, the unacknowledged man within, and this is the next piece. The un- Every man has an unacknowledged man that most of the world doesn't see. His wife doesn't see, his partner doesn't see, his friends don't see, his family doesn't see. He sees it. And this is the shadow version of who he is or who he thinks he is. And it usually entails um, a lot of self-loathing, insecurities, fears, worries, anger, aggression, rage, violence, hostility, depression, you know, tremendous amounts of grief and sadness depending on the, on the man. And so the unacknowledged man within him starts to sort of have this, this intelligence and this power that says, you cannot escape me. I am too much for you to handle. And if you start to deal with me now, I will destroy your life. Your marriage will end, your business will crumble, your career, whatever the case may be, whatever uh, that man really values what will happen is that he will hold the story and the narrative that for him to start to address these challenges will mean the complete deconstruction of his life. 
even though he knows if he doesn't deal with it, eventually it's going to lead to a complete disaster. So it slowly pulls him down, down, down into the depths and it starts to overpower him. And eventually the shadow wins over. Eventually the unacknowledged man wins, wins over. So how do we tell this? Well, we tell this by answering a few simple questions. One is, am I, and I'm going to say this in first person, do I believe the narrative that things have to get worse before they get better? Do I believe that I need to hit rock bottom truly in my core? Does my sh- and, and, and if it's a no, ask your shadow. <laughs> Does my shadow think that in order for things to get better, I have to bottom out because that's what I deserve? Because for many men, they believe that that's what they deserve. The only way to salvation is that they get some form of deconstruction because they have been so wrong or so bad or such a bad man or such a bad husband or father or business owner or son or whatever the case may be. And sometimes this is on a very unconscious level, right? The shadow is largely within the unconscious mind. We might understand parts of it, but largely this is happening in our unconscious. And so we need to start to elicit and get in touch with that part of ourself that is sabotaging, that's destroying us. So why does this happen? Why do we as men wait until we're on the brink? It's because we are still adopting the bullshit mentality that suppression equals strength. And so if you want to start to radically change your life as a man, you have to stop and you have to uh, challenge And start to change this belief that suppression or rejection or avoidance equals strength. It just doesn't, right? The strongest men I know run head on to their greatest challenges. Their challenges in their marriage, their relationship, their sex life, their finances, their health and wellness, their mindset, their family systems. They move towards them. They set that as their pole star or your North Star, your pole star is basically the the magnetic uh, pole that your life is moving towards. And so for many men, in order to do this, what we first have to do is to decide that our pain and the healing of our pain, the understanding of our pain and the integration of our pain is going to be our purpose for the next little while. And that will slowly start to deconstruct this idea that we have to suppress in order to be strong, in order to be good husbands or good fathers or good business leaders. So this is a part of the reworking of that. And maybe for you, you're listening to this and you're like, that seems too simple. It can't be that simple. I promise you, it's much more complex than that, (laughs) right? For every man, uh, his suppression looks different. And so every man's journey in this is going to look different. But at the end of the day, it is ending this legacy of male suppression, okay? It's ending the legacy of male suppression. There is no strength in that, none whatsoever. It makes you weak as fuck, right? It just, it really does. And it's, it's unfortunate that we still hold this up within our culture and our society. And it's still propagated through our conversations, through some of the, the male culture that is out there. That's all about bravado. You know, it's all about like, I mean, I'm not even going to go down that path, but it's all about bravado, right? And so we need to take a step back and start to challenge those narratives and say, I, I will no longer be beholden to this suppression-based mortality. This does not work for me. And you have to choose it. 
And you have to choose to confront it. And you have to choose to be willing to get around other men and to have the tough conversations. And it is uncomfortable. It will be some of the hardest work and the most fulfilling and rewarding work that you do in your life because you will start to own who you are as a man. You will stop running from the shadow of your masculinity. You will stop running from the shameful parts of yourself. You will stop hiding all of the insecure parts of yourself because you'll start to pull them out and reveal them in spaces where it's okay for you to work on them. And you will be pushed and challenged by other men who can hear those insecurities, those worries, doubts, fears, traumas, abuses, neglects, abandonments, and can say, yeah, me too. Me too, brother. So like, let's go, let's work through this together. And you will have men that can stand shoulder to shoulder with you and work on those issues with you. So that's why we tend to go to rock bottom. It's what I have seen countless men do. And you might not even need to hit complete rock bottom. This might actually be a pattern. I see a lot of men edging with rock bottom, right? They'll sort of like get down to, you know, close, like 90% of the way there. And then they realize, and then they pull up and they'll, they'll pull back up and they'll only be sabotaging like, you know, 40 or 50%. And that feels like an alleviation. And then eventually it'll pull them back down to 90%. And then they'll go back up to like 30 or 40%. So we, what you want to do is you want to really commit to ending this uh, sabotage mechanism, ending this part of you that is committed to suppression. So find a great therapist, find a men's group, right? Join the Alliance. If that feels aligned with you, there's, there's 230, 250 plus men in that group doing the exact same thing that are around from the world. Go work with somebody that you resonate with and get your shit together, right? Stop buying into this garbage mentality that suppressing who you are in your shadow self, the unacknowledged version of who you are. Stop allowing yourself to buy into that narrative. It's probably destroying a major part of your life that you really give a shit about, right? And, and as the saying goes, what's meaningful to us does not do well when neglected and your shadow needs to be meaningful to you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this episode. Man it forward with a few people. Uh, that would that would love to and that maybe could use the listen, uh, maybe listen to it with a friend or a partner. Um, I've had people send my podcast lately to family members. Thank you so much for having the bravery to do that. <laughs> um, that takes a lot of guts and gusto. So I appreciate you forwarding my podcast on to your friends and your family because I know that that takes some some courage. So, aho. All right. Until next week, Connor Beaton signing off. <laughs>